Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport for Kia's open season. On now with match-winning deals and Red Energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Welcome to Sports Day. Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews in the Sports Day studio this afternoon. Hello, Sats. Hey, Jace. Hey, listeners. And it was one of the proudest days, I think, in Australian Olympic history, winter or summer, when on this day 19 years ago, Stephen mm. Bradbury won a gold medal. Was at it the winter today? Olympics. Yeah. That was his fourth Winter Olympics. And you, what were you saying to me just before that? People also fell over in the semi-final In the semi-final for him to, uh, to qualify for the final. Incredible. And he always maintained he was never quick enough. So he, uh, he used it as a ploy to make sure, see if everyone would compete. C- create carnage in front of him. So, yeah, 19 years ago today. Oh, that's incredible. I mean, the tortoise wasn't that fast either, and that beat the hair, didn't it? Exactly. You know? Exactly. I wonder if that really actually happened mm. or whether that was just some stupid story that was made up. I'll tell you what else you should be proud of, the fact that um, we have a, a beer company officially sponsoring our radio no, show. No, 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 but Not we. Uh, me. Yep. I know it upsets you. I believe we're getting some merchandise and uh, we're meant to get beer, but I haven't seen it. I don't know where it is. Don't come around my places. But Four Pines Brewing Co., the official beer of Sports Day with Badge Sats and and me. I arranged this, mate. Mm. My first ever sponsorship. Are you proud of me? <laughs> it upsets him. I'm sorry. I'm going. Hey, today's show, Stephen Mitchell, who's the CEO of the Gold Coast Titans. Big announcement today. Massive announcement. I have a feeling, though, they let down the media because yeah. <laughs> uh, they were expecting something else. Yes. We'll let you know what that announcement is real soon on the show. Do you think it involves one C. Smith? Well, I think they all assumed that that's what it would be. All right, we'll find out mm-hmm. uh, real soon what else is coming up on the show. Oh, tonight, mate, uh, or this afternoon, I love your hot topic. Top 10 players who need to bounce back this season. Yep. And again, I've got a feeling a lot of these players, Sats, contracts expire at the end of 2021. Yeah, I'm not quite sure whether a lot of them do, but that's when you see the best footy I think out of I, players? I think I know one and two. Okay. Do you want to put it out there right now or not? I think the one and two belong in southeast Queensland. Really? Okay. Yeah, one Yeah, one of them for the Broncos and one of them for the Titans. Okay. No worries. All righty. So don't change it just because I'm I've not, guessed it. I'm actually just looking at it. <laughs> you yeah, are. You're actually... You might be right on one of them. If you want to – oh, great. We've just ruined the surprise. one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. If you want to get involved with the show, we'd love to hear from you. Or 0477-736-736. Let's rip into a sports update. Sports Day, Sports Update. 
Yeah, we'll kick it off with an Aussie Open update for Kia's Open season on now with match-winning deals, sats, and the is it the Barty party? It is rolling on. She had a very easy win last night. This is Ash uh, post her win. Oh, we're not done yet. Um, obviously, it's it's exciting to be in another quarterfinal uh, of of a Grand Slam, particularly here in Australia, uh, and just I mean. If we'd looked at the way that we're preparing during our preseason to uh, to have the start that that we've had so far uh, is really encouraging. But um, certainly certainly not satisfied with with where we're at at the moment. We'll, we'll keep chipping away and keep trying to uh, to do the right things to to progress as far as we can. It's a unique feel uh, this this particular Grand Slam and uh, just diff- a different situation. Uh, I think um, I've I've learned a lot about myself over the past 12 months. I think. The, the world's in a bit of a different place um, to, to what it's ever been uh, before. So I think um, I'm just extremely extremely grateful that I've got another opportunity to do something that I love um, out on on one of the most beautiful courts in the world um, on, on the biggest stage for for us as, as Aussies playing tennis, which is which is really cool. There you go, Ash Barty there uh, after her win last night. I tell you what, Sats. I mean, by the time we got home. Um, not together, but we left the studio and went to our respective... She was back at a hotel, wasn't she? She was, mate, and I saw some highlights. I don't know. She looks good. She looks very good. Well, she's not using a lot of energy at the moment. Many believe that when you get into that quarterfinal stage, which she's into, that uh, that you need a tough match. She, well, she had a tough one against uh, Dasha Gavrilova. Gavrilova. You really struggle with the tennis. Though, I, do, I, I can't wait for it to finish. Okay. I really can't wait for it to finish. But she did. She had a bit of a challenge in that second set yep. in that game. So um, she'll be playing in her quarterfinal tomorrow yes. uh, tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Melbourne time. Uh, she'll be playing. Uh, Rafa Nadal. Is into his forty third quarterfinal. It's not a statistic. It is a sad. I, I saw. Sats. I saw this, and I thought, why would you put that? Like, I mean, what's your forty third quarterfinal really them, mean? I mean, what means you've played in forty two yeah, others? It. It's like saying you played in X amount of semifinals, but until you win the last day of the tournament, it really doesn't mean much. It does for your ranking, but not when you're throwing out stats like the forty third quarterfinal. You know it's irrelevant, don't you? You put it in there deliberately just to fire you up, pee me off. Yeah, and it did. Uh, you've taken the bait. You're like yeah. a. It's like fishing in a barrel with a, a stick of jelly night at the moment. Mm. Uh, this is what Rafa had to say after his win. You can't expect to go on court and to don't have uh, problems during the match, you know, facing this kind of players. So it's normal that uh, in the second set, I, I, I don't think I played a good game. He break me. I was lucky to have the break back immediately, and then I saved uh, a lot for it. That was the key, you know. So uh, yeah, during this couple of games, I was a little bit lucky to be to be able to to have a score five four for me and serving. Uh, I think in the beginning of the second set, from the beginning to the three two, I think I was better than him. Then uh, from three two to five, especially to four all, he was much better than me, you know, and I was able to to hold the score and that was uh, probably one of the biggest keys. Has he got the sexiest accent in tennis? Uh, I didn't hear or understand a word that he said, but all I know is that it's a great accent. It's a beautiful I accent. Just, I was mesmerized. Yeah. I'm just too concerned about trying to replicate it. I want to hear him talk. I want to hear him make his 44th quarterfinal <laughs> just to hear him speak. He could read the Bible to me and it'd, it'd be interesting. Mm. On the 
Uh, on the 11th day, Scotty. Oh, I don't know. I can't do it anyway. I don't, I've never I read the Bible. I was South Africa. Are you it? <laughs> <laughs> Naomi Osaka is through to the semis after her straight sets win today. Well done to Naomi Osaka. Uh, tonight, good action tonight. Serena Williams in around about an hour's time taking on Simona Halep. Uh, Serena Williams ranked 10 in uh, at this tournament and, and uh, Simona is uh, ranked number two. Good game. Good game, very good game. That's followed by an even better game, Djokovic versus Zverev uh, coming up. That's uh, obviously Djokovic ranked uh, number one in this tournament and Zverev is uh, ranked at number six. I actually think if I was a gambling man. Which you are. Zverev will win tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Djokovic has you – know, he's had two tremendous wins, the last two wins. Uh, beat Reinic the other day, but um, – he's the, he's the outsider in the match too, Alexander. Well, Djokovic going with a with a side injury, a was it a ductor injury or whatever yeah. it may be, so um, he um, may struggle. Yeah, he could. Uh, well, he got through the other night, so it'll be interesting to see. So uh, that will follow the Serena Williams and uh, Halep match. That's our Australian Open update. It's open season at Kia with match-winning deals and Australia's best 70 warranty across the range and other sports news for pharmacy sleep services. Get tested for sleep apnea. Bulldogs, drama. Mm. Got a brand new CEO too. So you walk into the club and this is what you've got to deal with. Our our very good friend, uh, Adam Elliott. Who what about favourite interviews of all time? Well, I don't know what to do now, Sats. Adam Elliott, we spoke to him two weeks ago on the yep. show. Amazing uh, guy. And we had a really good chat with him and we both walked away going, geez, what a good guy. Now he's been I've got no doubt he has got some very good traits still. Yeah, but I, I might have to knock him off the perch now and put Matt Dufty back at number one. What do you call him? The the Duff. The Duff. Duff man, <laughs> you know, from The Simpsons. Yeah, reports coming out of the Bulldogs. Um, we, we heard with interest on, I think it was Monday morning, where Michael Leisha, their former hooker, was um, was taken to hospital, injured, also charged with some offences. Yeah, domestic um, violence domestic, charges. There was yeah. no apparently no assault on another party. It was more around uh, damaging property, yep. whatever it may be. Uh, there's, it has now emerged that Michael Leisha's partner, when interviewed by police, uh, when asked why the confrontation ensued, it was because that she was caught by Michael Leisha making out with Adam Elliott. Michael Leisha had apparently gone to bed. Uh, Adam Elliott and his partner, Michael Leisha's partner, stayed up drinking, heavily intoxicated, and um, yeah, that's where the argument ensued when he walked out and, and, and found them. So... So, so what? They were cuddling. Well, we don't know. We don't know. What, what was? What was the? What did she say to the police? They were what? Making out. Making out. Which is now I haven't made out since I was, God knows how long ago. So I don't know what making out is anymore. Oh, I don't know either. But you? have you do, ever made out? I don't, <laughs> all I know is it's inappropriate. Right. From what what we're hearing, it's inappropriate, and we haven't heard anything from the bulldogs yet. Is uh, it? it? It's. You know, is it making out like just kissing? Isn't that what? I, just, I mean, if it's someone else's partner, I suppose it's that's not good. It's still but not he could good. have been saying like you know, kissing her goodbye longer than normal. <laughs> like it is the family club, the Bulldogs. If, well, are they related? <laughs> no, but yeah, they're all they're all playing in the same club. But uh, what do you mean? This is concerning because mm. he's a good young player, Adam Elliott. Yeah, we like him too. And you know he's new dad. 
Of course, yeah, it's he, not good. he had that Mad Monday scenario a couple of a few seasons ago where those photos emerged. Where, but you know, that was that sort of that formed a wedge amongst opinions in the in rugby league landscape where they said, "Hang on, so they're having a really good time. Why were people taking photos of rooftops?" But at the end of the day, it's a young man getting naked yeah. in public is never really accepted. No, used to be accepted once upon a time. Not anymore. How many times did you get naked? Like the, I, I'm, I'm, I have a feeling that you used to get naked. Hence why you're saying it used to be accepted. <laughs> I don't think I've it's done it ever a, been accepted, Scott. I've done it on a couple of Mad Mondays, but I didn't do it on my own accord. It was like, yeah, what I, I probably shouldn't go into it any further. No, it's I, I probably bit, wouldn't. It's never. Can I just say it's a little bit for uncomfortable the, for the for the record? It's never been acceptable. Yeah. Can I just say that? And can for the record, I've never gotten naked in public. There are various reasons, <laughs> but I. Don't want to paint an image for people or no, not? Especially in winter. Yeah. <laughs> As never... George Costanza would say. Hey, huge developments around Jack DeBellin and, you know, the, N- yeah, the NRL won a, an arbitration stoush with the players' union. Yep. Um, the no-fault policy. No, it stands. Yeah. It's still going to stand. Um, and so it should. They're the rules in the game, right? Yeah, so it's the no-fault stand-down policy revolves around anything that a player is charged with, brings the game into uh, disrepute, but also can carry a a sentence upwards of around 10 or 11 years, whatever it may be. So still double figures. figures. Um, Hence why Manessi Fainu and and, and Jack DeBellin are are still under that policy. I I agree with you, Jase. I I think there is a period of time and – I'd love to get the, the feedback of the listeners, actually. 0477-736-736. Send us an SMS. Or, if you want to call us, 1342-1533. Should you be stood down for a period of time? Because you have got that element of, of innocence as well, innocent until found guilty. Absolutely, yeah. So I'll, I'll paint a scenario for you, just to make it easier. Okay, yep. Jack DeBellin gets charged. Yep. Okay, he's going to go through a, a lengthy period out of the game before he even fronts court. Now, we know there's a hung jury and it's going to be seen in court again at a later date at the end of this season. Should Jack DeBellin be out of the game for an extended period of time? Then should he be drip-fed through the Canterbury Cup, which is the second-grade competition? for a period of time where he's still playing and then after, whether it's 12 months, whatever it may be, should he then be allowed to play first grade until his court appearance? I don't know. I'm, I don't I'm think just throwing so. up solutions. I don't think so. And you know, what you're, you know what you're getting yourself into when you sign a contract. Mm. And it's up to you if yeah, you want to accept that, the terms that, of employment. Okay, but you're not saying that you sign a contract, you know what the terms are. If you get charged, you should automatically be stood down because there is, like I said, there is still an element of innocence. You know, the Brett Stewart case was a was a perfect case. Out of the game for a year, albeit he did have an injury as well, but stood down for disciplinary reasons only to have, you know, to be oh, the charges, charges dropped and found. I totally understand. To and for. it's not going to be 100% perfect. Yep. But it, it's got to be black or white, Satch. You can't have any grey area around this because you can't, Allow it for one person. No, not, not for, for one. I'm talking for, for... For all. I'm talking for all. But I don't think you can. I, I don't. It's got to be black or white. And, you know, if there are serious charges against you, and again, innocent until proven guilty, I get that as well. Uh, but these are serious charges. Yes. And um, I think it's got to stand until he is either cleared or sentenced. Mm. And uh, it's unfortunate, but... 
That's how it is. Yeah. You know? And again, I'll go back to normal employment. I guess if that happened to us, if we had some serious charges, we'd, we'd stood down. Question, is Jack DeBellin still getting paid? No, as of this year, he's, he's, he's not, been taken right. off the list for more okay. reports. All yeah. right. So, but his hearing is, is again, scheduled for April, isn't it? Uh, I'm not quite sure. I think it is. It's been moved to Sydney or something. So okay. I think that's going to happen there. So um, interesting. What are your thoughts on that? 0477 736 736 or 1300 42 15 33. Broncos are confident, Sats, that they'll still get the signature of Craig Bellamy ahead of the Sharks. Isn't it funny? Anything that comes out of Melbourne, there's so many question marks, isn't it? You know, Cam Smith, what's he going to do? Uh, Craig Bellamy, what's he going to do? He finishes at the end of this season. He's off contract and would be a great asset. He's always had a soft spot for the Broncos. He coached there. He was a conditioner there. He was an assistant coach, I should say. Has spoken to them on multiple occasions when they've tried to get him out of Melbourne. Yeah, you know, there's always been this this argument that he wants to turn, return to southeast Queensland because that's where his, his children live. But his daughter apparently lives in southeast Queensland on the Gold Coast. His son Adam actually sits next to him in the coach's box. When you watch the comment, when you watch the coach's box in every game, he is in front of the computer just to your right as you watch the screen. Now he's the one that lives in Melbourne and has got yeah. more reports a couple of kids. So Nanny and Poppy moving away doesn't make sense. So, but if Craig Bellamy did go, I would anticipate that Adam, his son, would be part of the package. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cronulla great Paul Gallen has urged the Sharks to decide who should coach the club beyond this season in the next month or two. I I can't believe that they don't have a – they may not have a plan in place. Well, they'll have a plan. They're just not making it public. Well, it won't be Flanagan, will it? They've no. already come out and said that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they've spoken about Bellamy coming and sitting over the top of John Morris and John Morris being mentored by Craig Bellamy, which – which is a really good decision because John Morris is still really in his infancy. I like what John Morris did with the Cronulla Sharks team. I think he's he's proved he can coach, not knowing what he's like from a day-to-day basis and his relationship with the players. Um, but I disagree with Paul here. I don't think the Sharks need to decide who will coach the club beyond this season in the next month or two. The, month, the competition hasn't even kicked off. And what's the latest then? To decide on a coach publicly – Publicly or mm. to decide on a coach publicly, personally myself, I think six weeks out from the end of the season. That late? Yeah, absolutely. Because What about sponsors and stuff like that who are thinking about, okay, should I renew? I've got the new financial year, July no, 1. No, are we going to renew our – You know internally what you're doing and you're communicating with your major sponsors. And what about, hope that they don't tell anyone. Yeah, and but to make it public, you don't know how your team is going to go. Yeah, they may be – just on the cusp of making the top eight. They may have a, a Gold Coast Titans run home where they push themselves into the eight. So you have to leave every option open. You can't – I don't believe that you can make a decision that early out. Okay. Hey, last night we were talking about uh, the toughest boxers in the NRL and the best boxers in best the NRL. Best fighters. Best fighters, yeah. I didn't throw up Chris Close. Chris Choppy Close, he was famous for being one of the best – Fighters in the NRL for many, many years, or the New South Wales Rugby League. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, mate, one that came from Miami, Peter, he, he threw up Terry Hill. Was Terry Hill a bit of a fighter? Yeah, he was always known as a bit of a street fighter, Terry Hill. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you a story about your dad. He was tough, wasn't he? I don't know how he'd go in the ring because he, he had a lot of anger problems <laughs> and he would have been quite erratic. If you wanted to line up anyone in the top 15 that we mentioned last night in the street, I don't think – I'd back my dad every day of the week. 
including Anthony Mundine, who was at number one in the street. Yeah, I'm talking about in the street. Yeah, absolutely. Really, I've watched my dad fight, and my first recollection of my dad in a fight was when I was eight, oh, and he's fighting two cowboys at a radio at a pub that we owned in Bribie Island, which is just on the way to the Sunshine Coast. Beautiful little holiday island in between Brisbane and the Sunshine Coast. That was my earliest recollection. I've never seen him get beaten in a fight ever in all the pubs that we lived in and owned. And he took on multiple people at a time. Oh, I can't, can't, have we got time to tell you a really quick story? Yeah, a really quick one. Okay. So we owned this pub in Bribie Island. We also bought a pub on the Gold Coast. So Dad, uh, twice a week, was driving from Bribie Island to the Gold Coast. It was about an hour and three quarters at that, that time. And then he'd come back that night until we sort of ended up moving back down to the Gold Coast. Anyway, on his way back from the Gold Coast, just a one-lane highway, two-lane highway, he saw this lady on the side of the road being harassed by these three guys in oh. khaki pants. And, yeah, right, yeah. Um, like army pants. Yep. Anyway, he did a quick U-turn, went back to help her, and this one guy said, mate, it's not your, got nothing to do with you, and bang, he dropped him. Another guy got out of the car, bang, dropped him. Another one got out of the car, bang, dropped him. And he picked all three of them up one at a time and th- threw them in the back of the ute, <laughs> just crumpled all these bodies up and said to the lady, quick, off you go. So then he went back to the Bribey Island Hotel, and when he got back, there was all this damage. There was, there was glass broken. There was some of the patrons had bl- blood coming out of them, and the, the duty manager was bleeding. And he said, "What happened here?" He says, "Oh, John, we wish you were here twenty minutes ago." What happened? He said, "Oh, there was these three army guys. They just came through here and just tore the place up and bashed everyone and damaged the place." He said, "I just ran into three army guys on the highway thirty minutes down the road." <laughs> That's the ultimate karma. <laughs> Hey, if you want to add to the best fighter, maybe even throw out the toughest footballer ever to play the game, 0477 736 736 or 1300 uh, Snoring, waking up tired, find out if you have sleep apnea, book a home sleep test at Pharmacy Sleep Services. This is Sports Day for Keys, open season on our match-winning deals. When we come back, Steve Mitchell, the CEO of the Gold Coast Titans, joins us on Sports Day. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For red energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas. And Kia's open season. On now with match-winning deals. Welcome back to Sports Day. Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews, uh, Tuesday afternoon. Sats, I think this is the first time we've had a guest in the studio. Well, since I've been involved with the show anyway. Uh, we like to welcome in Steve Mitchell. You've got bad body odour. That's why they don't want to come Mate, in here. Steve, Steve Mitchell, CEO of the Titans. Welcome to Sports Day. Thanks, Jason. I'm quite uh, honoured to be your inaugural in-studio guest. Yeah, <laughs> no, in, in our brand-new studio. Have we got enough televisions on the wall? Mate, it's pretty uh, flash. <laughs> it's, there's nothing I can't see. There's sure. nine televisions. Oh, it's still something. There'll Different be something areas. on one of the Foxtel channels that we won't yeah. be able to watch. That's but, right. mate, uh, welcome in. You've had a big day today. Um, we'll get to that. You, you're at Rabina. You had the big... Uh, stadium announcement there. Do you just want to quickly tell our listeners what that was? Yeah, yeah. We've been, uh, it's a really, you know, it's a great step for us. We've extended our partnership with uh, Stadiums Queensland and obviously our home venue in, in Seabus Stadium out. If we take the options up right out until the back end of the next broadcast cycle, which is a pretty big endorsement of us. It talks to uh, the fact that the Gold Coast is our home and we're taking this team from the Gold Coast to take on nationally where, where we're at. It's a great venue. We're spoiled for operations. Um, it's got a great feel, a great energy, Seabus. It's easy to activate in. 
what we have to do and what we started doing at the back end of yesterday, uh, last year is build a fortress in that venue uh, for a visiting team so that Justin and our squad is, um, you know, heartily supported in there. So yeah, we're very excited about that. And the, and the Stadium's Queensland guys have been wonderful to work with and making that happen. I've never bought into the argument, uh, Stephen. I've heard from a lot of fans around the Gold Coast and being a Gold Coast boy where they say, oh, it's so hard to get to, but it's it's one of yeah, I don't get it's it. one of the very few grounds where you've got a – a train station directly next to it, a bus station, and a highway. I've never bought into that that argument. Yeah, no. I, th- I think you only know what you know too. Like if you try and get into some of the suburban grounds in Sydney, yeah. my God, mate! Like trying mm. to get to yeah. Manly, you know, and trying to get to some of those, you know, get out to Para, see what it's like trying to get to Para. Yeah. Um, but you know, we it definitely is. You got the M1 there, you got the train station, and now we've got now the 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 building that's heading around or being put together around the stadium. We've got an additional 500 seat, uh, car parks across the road and at the view. Uh, and car parking popping up all over the place. So it's easy to get in. It's easy to get in. And we're working with a traffic management plan to improve that again. So we, that experience is um, super important and bringing yeah. people back. Rugby league has been in your blood for many, many years. Your, your son, Anthony, played a lot of NRL games. You're involved at the Cowboys um, for a long time as well. Coming to the Gold Coast was perfect timing for you. Uh, a good a good coach, um, good off-field team, great team they're starting to put on paper. But you've had to prepare a season under a very shortened pre-season after the end of last year with, with Origin finishing um, very, very late. How's that been? Has it been difficult? Uh, it has been. It, well, it, it's, it's been across all clubs. So, you know, we all have to work with the restrictions that we've got in play. I think the difference has been over the last two years is the quality that people that we've been able to bring into the organisation, um, both from an administration point of view and across through our a coaching staff and Justin Holbrook and the two Jimmies and then the high performance team that's there. So those men are solution based people. They're optimistic. Um, they're energy based um, and they dream of success. Um, so they turn whatever's in front of you and it's problematic into why don't we do this? And uh, that infuses the play group. You know, with um, let's get about it. Let's not whinge about it. And um, they've done a wonderful job at that. Mm. We got a playing roster at the moment that's probably been through one of the best off seasons I've seen. They're in great shape. But beyond just their physical shape, is their is their shape psychologically? They are all aligned. There's no groups. There's no little pods. Um, they're 34 year olds and 18 year olds and different cultural backgrounds. They are all top friends, mates, and ultimately a number of them are competing that are top line players that are competing for the same jersey. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's been quite extraordinary to watch. So we're pretty excited about the the pending season. It is a tremendous team that you're starting to uh, put on paper. A lot of good young players that still haven't played a lot of seasons in like. Tino and Dave Fafita still very, very raw when it comes to his rugby league ability. Patrick Herbert, I think, is one of the most exciting um, signings. A Herman SASA. Are you waiting for a leader? I mean, you've got Kevin Proctor as mm. a good leader. Jared Wallace has played Origin. But there's one leader that needs to pop his head up, and he's in there somewhere. Is there someone that we don't know about that could possibly play that role? Yeah, it's a really good question. It's something that the, that the, the coaching staff identified. And a, a lot of it, we've been working with the leadership coach, um, Justin uh, Garadouli, who went to St. Helens with Justin and came back, and he's done an exceptional job. And you're right, the squad's a young squad. Mm. Um, we just finished a strategic plan for the organisation out to 2030 and, and what we look like at that point in time. And, and as I was doing the plan 2030, I realised that in when that plan is complete, Dave Fafita will have turned 30 that year. Tina will turn 30 that year. Oh. Mo, Mo, uh, Mo will turn 30 that year. There's about eight of them in there that will turn 30 that year. So it speaks to how young they are. But um, to Justin's credit, um, without a single, without a senior play group in that group, 
the, the senior play group was going to be behaviourally based around the, sta- the standards and the interaction between the high-performance squad and the, and the coaching staff, setting um, selflessness, accountability, humility, uh, and, uh, and high standards around, uh, around effort. And it seems like if everyone's accountable and doing their job and focused to the, to the point on what they're trying to do, the leadership actually looks after itself and mm. then you correct yourself correcting. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's the environment. I think those sats over the next thirty six months will will have a really strong play uh, senior play group, the leadership group developed through there, which will take us through the second half of this this uh, this decade. So I th- I think the next through to twenty twenty four is an extremely exciting time for the Titans given our roster and given the coaching staff that we've got there and momentum that we've got going. And then it, I think there's this, to your point, there's a second piece there with these kids that are coming through, like Tommy Weaves and Oscar Bryant's and kids that are local, kids that have come through high-performance pathways that used to go to the Bronx or head to the Chooks that are staying here now. I think that 24 through 28, 29 era is going to be really exciting as well because we'll have local kids that have come through Palm Beach, Crumman, mm. who grew up in Crumman that are playing first grade and playing for different reasons. They're not coming here to play for a check. They're not coming here because it's good they're, they're here. playing for home. You know, yeah. So that's yeah. really exciting. It's frightening to think that David Fafita, Mo Fatawaker and Tino will be – just turning 30, 30 in seven or eight, nine years' time. I'm just, ridiculous. I'm just standing here doing the maths going, I can't believe they're only 21 still. Know, yeah. And they're huge, yeah, huge. Yeah. What's the pass mark this year for the club on and off the field? Hard work. I think the, 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 the premise has been – Justin said it really well the other day when he was talking about, you know, what are your aspirations? This is top eight. So mm. if you have a look at the top eight – is probably in that top eight. There's eight teams that didn't make the eight, and eight of them, all eight of those want to make the eight. And out yeah. of the top eight, there's probably two that – won't get the eight. So you're probably shooting for two spots. There's probably six you'll have a hard time actually dethroning from the top eight. So our expectations about consistency, hard work, um, application, and what we've actually put in play uh, and just take each week as it comes. Um, and then beyond that, the greater sustainability of the business, really building out our consumer set, memberships come back on board. It's it's above a level um, as far back as 2011 and pushing past that. We've announced as many as half a dozen major sponsors in the last eight weeks. We've got a few to come. Uh, the consumer looks really good. Um, we've got the highest growth in social media of any club in the competition at the moment in regard to audience um, growth. Have you got your own TikTok account? Uh, I, I, I don't. Okay. Have you banned TikTok in the club? <laughs> I mean, I couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine Justin on TikTok. No, Could ju- you say that? Justin doesn't have a Facebook post. No. So. no he's a- <laughs> Okay. But it is for a different generation. Yeah. What, we, have, we have some experts that track that for us. And that's good that that's all coming together. So now we've just got to get some on-field success. And, again, the back half of last year was outstanding for the Titans. And we spoke to Justin at the end of the year. He's going, I just don't want it to end. Mm. He wanted to come back the first week of the finals. Mm. Move ahead a couple of years and you've got the potential second team in Brisbane. Well, it's going to happen. I mean, Peter Volandis is really pushing for it. Um how, how do you feel as the CEO of the club? Is there enough room for that third team in southeast Queensland, in your opinion, from a from a business point of view, from a player's point of view? Yeah, it's a great question, Jason. And I think that that's got to be answered by a real a due diligence process. Um, and if that process says yes, then the answer is yes. Uh, I think we're, to your point, mate, earlier, so that's where uh, if we're in favour of everything that's good for the sport, away, away from just our brand, you know, the, the – Ultimately, the growth of the sport through participation, kids coming through, uh, the quality of the of the product at its elite level in our broadcast product is going uh, is ultimately important in regard to the success of the, the code itself over the next twenty years. Um, we need to put a business case together and do the feasibility study around how will the will the revenues work, you know, and will that actually sustain this new organisation going forward? 
what do those catchment areas look like? And if the out, and if the outcomes of that are right, absolutely, we go. Okay. So, but if it's not, it, it we don't want to make this mistakes of past mm. and go through an open and, and open a new club at the loss of another club or without that club being sustainable over over the long haul. Is you know, a lot of clubs, including the Titans, definitely have come in. You know, five years in, you get through a bit of a honeymoon period where you churn mm. a fair bit of money. Um, sustainability over the long term takes 20 years probably. The cows took 20 years to yeah, come out right. of the ground, yeah. become tribal and have the kids not, you know, following, doing nothing else but the Titans. It's a 20-year journey. So it needs to be – we can't make quick decisions on this. They need to be thought through, have good rigour around it. But um, if it's good for the code, then that's a – That's a good attitude to have, Steve, you know, to work collaboratively, co- collaboratively with whoever it is, Redcliffe, Brisbane Firehawks, Brisbane Jets, whoever it may be, everyone identifies their boundaries. Mm. And work together. Then comes down to how do you sell the club to get the player, doesn't it? And that's what I want to touch on when it comes to recruitment. And I've asked you this question before. It functions having someone like Mal Meninga in your uh, in your in your club when you're going to negotiate with a player. How much does it play a part having Mal in oh. your club? Oh, it's hard to put a value on it. To be mm. quite honest, I mean Mal. Um, working with Mal's been a delight in the first place and a pleasure. I've learned a lot from Mal, but you can't miss um, his aura and what he brings, mm. particularly with young players. Um, I would have to say Tino, the only reason we landed Tino when we landed Tino was because of Mal. And yeah, Mal well. is in a bloke that invests. So Mal went to Gimby twice and spent, you know, spent spent large chunks of the day with his parents. Well, he's got a beautiful family, Tino. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Mal mm. goes up, makes himself a part of the family and talks about aspirationally where the club's going, what we're about and, and says, trust me, Come with me on this journey. Uh, so for Mel, I mean, I think as a young man to have Mel saying that standing is it, you can't quantify it. Sats, yeah. he's been extraordinary in that space. But not only from a, you know, selling a kid to come in, he he follows that through with the holistic care and where's where are we at? How's the program? He's great insights because of his background. He's both his playing background and his background around the sport holistically. Uh, he's a phenomenal bit sounding board. So I, yeah, I talk to him um, quite a bit mm. about things that are away from the pitch. You know. People and culture, he's got great insights. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, he's honest, isn't he? He's honest. He's brutal honesty. Mm. So much to be said about honesty. How many journos turned up, before we let you go, how many journos turned up today disappointed that you didn't announce Cam Smith? There's about eight. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I did say, Jason, I, like we, I said – I have to be. I have to say thanks for probably one of the greatest, um, well-intended PR campaigns the club's ever seen. So, <laughs> hey, just quickly on Cam, I'm not going to ask you whether he's going to sign or anything like that. That becomes white noise. What are you going to do? No, no, I'm, I'm going to say promised. from a club point of view, there was contact made, but to him, but wasn't there some form of contact? Mm. No, mm. it's really just a scratch and feel. If he was keen to is play, that a, is that a real no? Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not in a position where we really talk, and we don't. We've and he keeps cards close to his chest as it yeah. is, Cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, you happy with that? I'm not going to rob a bank with him. He's I not prom- convincing me. Yeah, I, well, I promised Scott the media guy we wouldn't mention Cam, oh, really? and well, we weren't going to. You didn't to. tell me that. Yeah. No. So. Anyway, <laughs> Steve Mitchell, CEO of the Titans. Uh, congratulations on your new stadium deal today, and thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Shop for Authentic Aussie Products. The Australian-made kangaroo certification is the logo the nation trusts. This is Sports Day for Kia's Open Season on now with match-winning deals. Our hot topic with Sats on the way next on Sports Day. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping Badge and Sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. 
This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Red Energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas. And Kia's open season. On now with match-winning deals. Now on Sports Day, it's time for our hot topic. For expert car air conditioning service you can rely on, visit repcoservice.com. Radio, welcome back to Sports Day. Sats here has a uh, a list of the top 10 players that need to bounce back in 2021. Let's go, Satsy. So when I talk about bounce back, it means they've had a really good season somewhere in the last four or five seasons, and they just they need to get back to that Okay. individually, but also help their teams. I've got the top 11. Okay, so I'm going to throw in Dylan Napa. Three-year contract, $2 million. The rules have really gone away from him now. He probably needs to try and change his game if he's going to make um, the Bulldogs a real force and, and, and part of that huge improvement. So number 10, I'm going to say Blake Ferguson, Jace mm. and listeners. Uh, 220, and he scored four tries, one try assist. And as a winger, they do a lot of work, but you really want them to score tries. That's what they're yeah. for. They're there yeah. to finish off tries. So yeah. um I'm going to say Blake Ferguson, tremendous player, played a lot of origin. Number nine, I'm going to say Jack Bird. That's more of an emotional one. We want him to come good. Uh, Jack Bird, he's only played, what, he's played 17 games in three seasons. Okay, so um, I say Jack Bird. Brody Cross, my next one. He right. went up to Brisbane with a huge, um, a huge expectation. He won't be seen this year, mate. Yeah, I know. It's probably that's why he's probably so high up in the top ten, top eleven. Because I don't know whether we're going to expect too much of him. Number seven, BJ Lailua. And I'm going to say number six, James Roberts. They could form the the most dangerous centre combination if they get everything right. Mm. BJ Lailua. He was he was a centre of the year, and well, I think it was 2016, 2018. James Roberts. Yeah, he's got another opportunity now. Um, so they have to find something really big. Dis- disappointing time for Roberts at South. Yeah, and the Broncos said. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Matty Moylan is another one, number five, coming back from ruptured hamstring. Um, and I think he's a centre. I don't think he's a fullback or a five-eight anymore in the back end of his career. Number four, Luke Brooks. He's mm. he's in his eighth NRL season. He's still a very young man. He's got the most games without a finals appearance. He needs to be the reason why the Tigers play finals. Yeah, right. So yeah. he's really got to he's really got to bounce back. I mean, because as a youngster, 18, 19, 20 year old, he was outstanding. Still mm. is a really good player. I've got high high opinion of him, but he needs to, he needs to go to the next level. Number three, Tavita Pengai Jr. Ah. Suspension, fines. Should have played a lot more Origins by now, but unfortunately he just keeps finding himself in a hole. He leaves his team. Um, very vulnerable because of his suspensions. Yeah, love his aggression. Don't want him to change it, but he's just probably got to control it a little bit more. Mm. Number two. Oh, can I guess what? I reckon this would be a Titan. No, or a no Bronco. No, oh. yeah, Bronco. Anthony Milford. There you go. We've actually got one here also. Uh, regards, Ron. Uh, my obvious is Milford. Number one needs to improve, but if Ben Hunt wants to captain St George, he surely has to again. Be above average. So you've got number two, you've got Milford. Number one, I've got Corey Norman. Hang on. Where's mm. Ash Taylor and all this? No, because Ash, Ash Taylor has had a lot of expectations, okay? He's had a lot of expectations, Ash, and he's never really risen to those expectations on a consistent basis. He's, I think he's been quite mediocre through the, this early Not part bad of his career. Not bad for a million bucks a year. Yeah, but, you know, mediocre. the Titans, as part of their really poor recruitment, they, yeah. they were negotiating against... Nobody. Yeah. They were fighting as nobody for his service. Well, the Broncos. They just no. wanted to take him well, off the Broncos. No, no, I just – well, they got him from the Broncos. Yeah. 
Uh, so I'm going to say Corey Norman as the number one because he has been a really good player in the years gone by. And just gone missing, hasn't he? He's really got to learn how to be an, an absolute leader. So okay. that, that's yeah, that, that's good my list. top eleven. All right, there you have it. Uh, what do you think of it? Oh four double seven seven three six seven three six. You'll be blown away with car air conditioning service at Repco Authorised Service. Book at repcoservice.com. This is Sports Day for Keys Open Season. On now with match winning deals. Chris Nelson next. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Red Energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas. And Kia's open season. On now with match winning deals. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Uh, a lot of trials happening this morning, uh, Chris Nelson. Yes, Jase, we had a really good trial session at Doomben this morning. We had 17 heat and some uh, very exciting horses going around on track to uh, head to Sydney for the uh, for their carnival. Chrome, of course, was one of them in heat number one. Tony Gollan trains. Uh, Crone just sat back in the field. I love the way that she closed off uh, nicely into third spot late. and She was put under no pressure uh, by Ryan Maloney. So she'll head south for some stakes races shortly, as will the Odyssey, a horse that we know well up here. Of course, one on Magic Billions Day. The Odyssey uh, finished in the placings in heat number nine. It was a pretty bunched finish. Uh, race course road, Kelly Sweeters, uh, Galloper one. The stable mate here, the Odyssey. Sat three wide, no cover. Steph Norton had a pretty good grip on him all the way. Now, he'll go to the Challenge Stakes in Sydney on March the 6th, and then he'll, uh, that'll be his lead-up towards uh, the Galaxy on, uh, on Golden Slipper Day. So those two were the highlights of the trials this morning. A couple of other nice performances, though, especially uh, or particularly race or heat four. Number two, the move, who coasted to victory. A horse that had a bit of a boom on him one of Tony Gollins, but uh, he looked very good at the trials. He might be ready to turn the corner. Certainly uh, that stable are flying at the moment. Jase, they could train me to win a race at the moment, <laughs> oh, the Gollins let's, stable. Let's calm down. Let's not get too carried away. <laughs> and uh, let's uh, you've been in good form, mate, but you've got a tip uh, for tomorrow, but it comes with a warning. Is that right? It does. It's got a disclaimer. It's Ipswich <laughs> tomorrow. Race one, number four, crimey no tears. Robert Heathcote trains. Ben Thompson rides. 800-metre dash. Now, this horse has had one start. Uh, ran second at Doombin behind a very smart type in Dovetail Diva. Uh, led, gave a good kick, just couldn't quite match that horse late. But the 800 metres is ideal. What's not is the wide gate. Drawn gate eight of nine at this stage. So if it can get across, I think it's the one to beat. So hopefully that's the case. If it comes up around 2 or $3, then I'll probably take the chance. Cry me no tears. Can still be too good for them there tomorrow. All right. Hopefully we aren't crying any tears tomorrow. Queensland is no. racing. Uh, the action continues this week at Doom and the Gold Coast and the Sunshine Coast. Catch you tomorrow, mate. Will do. Thanks, Jase. I Sats told a story earlier, and we get you your text messages through on 0477 736 736 for Red Energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas about your dad just, you know, fixing the attitudes of three blokes on the side of a highway. Some text messages coming through. G'day, guys. Uh, the story of your dad reminded me, Sats, of the day at Curry 
1964, 65. Derby. 62, 62, 62 right. 64, yeah. It was versus Cessnock. Uh, it's a bit of a fight. 30 seconds later, someone comes onto the field and fixes it all up. Who would that be? The black and gold jerseys going everywhere, he said. <laughs> yeah, Bobby G from LTP. And here's another one. Kim on the Goldie saw Terry Leadbeater clean oh. up a gang of bikies at a Terrigal pub in the 90s. And the bikies had already beaten up six guys, a girl, and the bouncers, and they're all laying in the gutter with ambulances. <laughs> this is Sports Day. Thanks to Red Energy. That's Real Aussie Energy. Switch today. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.